Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and we have some football to talk about today today i'll be giving you my takeaways from last night's it was a football game between the seahawks and the giants it was surely a football game so we'll have some takeaways from that and then we'll be talking about some waivers some injuries all that fun stuff as we look forward to week five so why don't we sit back relax sip our coffee and enjoy the show Start things off with a little little Monday night football. Last night, the Seahawks took on the Giants in New York, and the Seahawks won 24-3. There was a period of time where Geno Smith was injured and Drew Locke had to go in. Drew Locke spent that time going two for six. Two for six. But he did get 63 yards as he completed a 51-yard pass to Noah Fant, who actually ends the day as the leading receiver for the Seahawks. It was a quiet game. They didn't need to pass a lot, so I'm not overreacting to any of the Seahawks pass catchers. Kenneth Walker still looks like a beast, finishing the day 17 for 79 and a touchdown. Had a 70-yard touchdown called back that he was tackled and then rolled over Bobby Okarike, and it looked like he might not have hit the ground, but just barely his right cheek and his elbow did hit, and he was marked down, but it would have been another 15 points added to his day. Uh, so that was cool to see. Kenneth Walker still a dog. DK Metcalf, you know, he got his touchdown off of only three receptions. Tyler Lockett had a couple just Tyler Lockett plays. You know, this is just Seahawks football. I'm glad Geno Smith avoided a bad injury. Uh, he came back out for the second half and, you know, played well. Finished the day not great. You know, only 110 yards and a touchdown. But again, the Giants were so bad that they just did not need to pass the ball, nor did it really matter. Daniel Jones finishes the day 27 to 34, 283 yards. Zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Also lost a fumble. He also had 10 carries for looks like 96 yards, if I'm reading that right. 90 yards. It's a little blurry. A little blurry. Either way, Daniel Jones had a bunch of carries for yards, basically because the offensive line here for the New York Giants is terrible. It's terrible. Evan Neal is not living up to the draft capital really at all. Uh, and he was just constantly under duress. I am not. I'm not blaming Daniel Jones here. I'm really not. I know he didn't look great. I know he turned the ball over three times, but when you're being pressured that many times, it's got to be hard. I mean, you are just under so much duress. You can't even get comfortable. Half the time, the receivers haven't even start, finished half their route before there are already people in your face. There's just not much he could do, which led to him scrambling a lot, and he still had a decent fantasy football day. You know, a decent day, saved it on the ground. And I think that's going to be the case basically from here on. You know, as Saquon's out, it's going to be Daniel Jones having to play hero ball, which is never what you want him to do. Daniel Jones is good, but that's where it ends. He's just good, so he needs a supporting cast around him, and he just does not have that. I will say this. Wandale Robinson continues to impress me. Wandale Robinson finishes the day five receptions for 49 yards, and he just continues getting these short targets and then taking them for a, a, a really good yards after catch. I mean, for the most part, 
all of his catches and yards came after the catch, really short A dot, and then he runs. He looked quick. He looked explosive. And I'm very, very excited. So if he's available, I'm adding him. And I might be sending out some cheap offers for Wando Robinson because to me, he's looking like the main receiver. He's getting the targets that we thought Darren Waller was going to be getting. <clears throat> that a lot of other people thought Darren Waller was going to be getting. Um, and he's looking good. He really is. And Wandell is one of the guys I was kind of scratching my head at because he had so much value last year before going down with the injury. And he's just been completely forgotten about. So I am looking into Wandell Robinson right now. I really am. And just a quick little aside here, Matt Breida, after me all really seasoned, just saying, don't even worry about picking up the Giants backup running back. It's not going to matter. They're not going to produce. Well, Matt Breida was fine. He had 30 rush yards. He had 40-something receiving yards. Pretty good. Five receptions, 14 carries. And unfortunately for me, Matt Breida beat me last night. Matt Breida beat me. I was up 13 in a PPR league or, yeah, 12, 12 or 13 in a PPR league with just Matt Breida to go against me. And, well, he did the impossible, and I got beat by Matt Breida. But it's okay. It is what it is. That's fantasy football for you. And you've got to love it. But again, my big takeaway here is I'm not blaming Daniel Jones. It's really not his fault. He's trying his best. I'm glad that he's still giving you guys at least a fantasy floor. And honestly, if you can get him for a cheap price, I might be doing that in Superflex Leagues. Got to be completely honest with you guys. Let's move on to some of the injuries that happened this week, and then we'll talk about the waivers. So some injuries that we need to keep an eye on, start keeping an eye on. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. T. Higgins fractured his rib. So this is going to be more of a, a pan man, pain management issue, right? It's just fractured, and we've been seeing players, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, playing through rib injuries pretty frequently. So I do expect T. Higgins not to miss much time, if any at all, um, and I will be fine with that. You know, maybe this is a buy window, but he also just isn't playing right either. To be completely honest, even if he's out there, I'm probably sitting him, especially if this injury is a pain management thing and the and the Bengals continue to play as bad as they are. He's not really going to get fed. There's no addition you need to make here. If T. Higgins is out, T. Higgins is just out. It's going to go to Jamar Chase. It's going to go to Tyler Boyd. And it's going to go to whatever tight end is in there. Yeah, Charlie Jones and Andre, Andre Eosivas are pretty good at football, but uh, it's going to take some time for them to actually be fantasy relevant. So I'm not rushing to pick up anyone with this T. Higgins news. Repo, Rico Dowdle has a hip contusion. Uh, there's no estimated timetable for this yet, but I am just keeping an eye on it because as we've talked about all offseason, Deuce Vaughn is going to end up with some opportunity and he might produce well. So I'm taking a speculative ad on Deuce Vaughn if he's available in case this is worse than it looks. It's just a contusion, so it's probably fine. Uh, and I'm sure he'll be out there within the next couple weeks, but he might miss at least one game, which would slide the door open just enough for Deuce Vaughn to have a good game and perhaps even slot himself into that running back two role on the Cowboys. So keep your eye on that. Javante Williams got a hip flexor this week. He's not expected to miss much time. I would expect he probably misses about one week, especially since he was already playing at like 85 to 90% due to his recovery from the knee injury last year. So I expect them to kind of at least let him sit one week. Jaleel McLaughlin looked pretty good as we'll talk about in a minute. So, um, yeah, that's the the ad you need to make here is Jaleel McLaughlin. But also, if you've got Javante Williams, don't panic yet. Just let him sit on the IR. Unless you can get a decent return for him, he's just going to have to sit there. It's not like he's been playing well. And then you have this injury news. So his value is definitely really, really low right now. So you can wait uh, on selling him. Just keep holding on to Javante. And it seems like, if anything, it'll probably only be a week or two for him. I'm going to guess a week, and then he'll be back in two weeks. So uh, fill up on your McLaughlin this week. 
Justin Herbert fractured his middle finger on his non-throwing hand. So this shouldn't affect playtime at all. We already saw Justin Herbert play through this on Sunday. We saw Justin Herbert play through worse injuries last season, basically for the entire season with his rib injury. So uh, Justin Herbert is, of course, fine. He's a tough guy, uh, and it's on his non-throwing hand. So just expect that stint to be there for the next few weeks as he works on recovering that fractured middle finger. Permanently flicking us off, he is. And maybe maybe it's a sign that uh, Justin Herbert is actually really just flicking off uh, their head coach, right? <laughs> right? Uh, just ready for the head coach to move on because he has just been awful, 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 um, despite Justin Herbert being the quarterback one in fantasy. I don't expect any production drop off really either. Um, and especially since this is a bye week for the Chargers, I'm not really worrying at all. He'll be totally fine going into the recovery from the bye week and Austin Eckler will be back. So Justin Herbert, actually, this is a great bye window as a lot of teams are, you know, they have him on the bye this week. They see this injury. Maybe go send out a couple offers for Justin Herbert. See what you can get, get him for. Donald Parham, another Charger, injured his wrist. This is obviously for deeper leagues, but he had started to be picked up in a few leagues as he looked to be one of the main red zone targets and was going to be a potential fill-in for Mike Williams. Uh, with this wrist injury, it's not looking like that's going to happen. You can probably just go ahead and drop him again, see what happens upon the return from the injury. Um, but yeah, it's looking like he's going to miss at least a week, maybe a couple, depending on how severe this wrist injury is, but we still don't know the main severity of it. Jawan Johnson has a calf injury. He hadn't really been doing much anyway, and Derek Carr, for some reason, is not really finding his tight ends, so I'm not really looking into Foster Moreau in this scenario. It might be worth it in the deeper leagues just to take a chance on Moreau um, if this injury ends up making him miss a few weeks. But with these calf injuries, it's probably only a couple, uh, and, it, and most of these are pain management things, so just keep an eye on how long he's missing. If he's out for an extended period, it's definitely worth picking up Foster Moreau. But I just, Jawan Johnson hasn't been seeing that many targets anyway, so it's hard to imagine that the backup tight end would come in and get even more targets. It just, it's it's a hard assumption to make. But keep your eye on the injury severity for sure. Pat Fryermuth injured his hamstring and is expected to miss a couple weeks. Don't pick up Darnell Washington. It's not worth it. He's not that good really at all. Uh, he's he's a good red zone threat and he's a good blocker, but I'm not really expecting him to get the Pat Fryermuth volume that was going his way. I think that's more likely to go to Najee Harris, more likely to go to Jalen Warren, and maybe a couple to uh, George Pickens as well. And Kenny Pickett, he got a bone bruise in his knee. It was feared to be much worse, but it's just a bone bruise. He's not expected to miss much time, if any at all. Uh, if anything, he'll probably play slow this upcoming week, but then he'll probably end up being fine. Maybe I've had a bone bruise in my knee. It does not feel good <laughs> at all. It is one of the worst pains I've ever felt. Um, but I think, he, you know, he's an NFL player. They've got the tour at all. He'll be fine. Uh, but look for maybe a couple weeks of Kenny Pickett still looking pedestrian, if you will. And finally, Mike Evans picked up a hamstring injury. We don't know the severity of it. If it's, you know, what, what kind of grade this hamstring injury is, they're still waiting on some tests back for it. Uh, but if he does miss some time, look for Chris Godwin to get a lot more targets and look for Trey Palmer to kind of capitalize on being a deep play threat even more than he has been this season. He already has two touchdowns, surprisingly. So I do think if Mike Evans misses some time, Trey Palmer will be able to step up and probably be a decent fantasy producer. Those are the injuries. And since we just talked about the injuries from the week, let's hear from the pod father about the injury. Finder. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, Hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? 
Now you can! Injury proneness is real! At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players, and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The Injury Finder is powerful, and it's only 5 bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. Go get that Injury Finder. It's a fun little app. Maybe not a fun. It's probably not the right adjective for that. It's a good app. Tells you about the injury proneness of a lot of players. You can really get ahead of the curve here. Um, But let's talk about waivers. Let's talk about waivers. We'll We'll go position by position. I see you guys popping off in the chat. Good morning to everyone. We'll talk about some of these questions after I run through the waivers real quick. One of the main things I'm going to go ahead and preface here is that a lot of these um, we've already talked about. So this is probably going to go a little bit quicker. But I have thrown in a few stashes here, a few extra little nuggets um, that I think will be fun to talk about. Um, for the most part, this is just going to be like kind of like a list and maybe a few little uh, takes and information about these players. But just listen to these names and uh, let's move forward. So first off, we have some buys this week. So just check out if anyone worth rostering gets dropped from the Browns, the Chargers, the Buccaneers, the Seahawks. I think it's very possible that, say, Jackson Smith and Jigba hits the waiver wire. I think it's very possible Quentin Johnston hits the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. We just talked about Trey Palmer. He could hit the waiver wire from the Bucks. Maybe Sean Tucker uh, because, you know, he's a handcuff and you don't need to roster a handcuff in a bye week all that fun stuff. There's probably no one on the Browns worth picking up right now. Like I'm not going to really clamor for Donovan Peoples-Jones. If Jerome Ford hits the waiver wire again, that's someone that you should definitely be picking up. So just keep an eye on those teams and players. We're going to talk about quarterbacks now, and I'm not really going to talk about single quarterback advice. I think you guys know how to handle that. If CJ Stroud's for some reason still available, go get him. If Kyler Murray's available, maybe go get him to put him on your IR, you know, stuff like that. But in Superflex Leagues, if Josh Jobs is available, you've got to get him now. He's proven that he can play football, right? He just did pretty good against the San Francisco 49ers. So he's definitely worth rostering for sure in your super flex leagues. And with the news that Kyler Murray is still not going to be ready for a few more weeks, you've still got a few more weeks of Josh Dobbs and perhaps the whole season, to be completely honest. So look to see if Josh Dobbs is available. And Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson just outperformed Patrick Mahomes on Sunday Night Football. He looked good. He's feeding Garrett Wilson. Reese Hall's going to get more, more healthy. So if Zach Wilson is available, screw it. Add him. See what, see what happens. And then here are a few quarterbacks that I think are worth rostering in your deeper super flex leagues, worth stashing just to see what happens. Aiden O'Connell, we just saw why. Dorian Thompson-Robinson did not play well, but you know he's probably going to have another couple opportunities this year. You know Deshaun Watson is playing fine, but he just had the injury, uh, and, and we'll see, right? Mike White, you know, Tua Tuka Viola goes down. Mike White is going to be the backup, and Mike White's going to be throwing the ball to Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, on one of the best offenses in the league. So if you can go ahead and start stashing Mike White, I'm extremely for it. Taylor Heineke, as we watch Desmond Ritter get uh, torn apart by the fan base uh, and not play really well, Taylor Heineke will probably get the start at some point. If this team continues to be competitive, they need a quarterback change. They really do. Marcus Mariota needs to be rostered as well. Jalen Hurts has missed time every single season. 
And Marcus Mariota is the perfect backup for Jalen Hurts. He can come in and get you 15 to 20 points pretty easily if you're in a pinch. So Marcus Mariota, definitely worth rostering. Gardner Minshew, we already saw why, won a game in the Anthony Richardson relief and played really well. Jake Browning, as Joe Burrow continues to nerf this calf injury, if it gets worse, if he re-injures it even more, Jake Browning's going to get to play. And I know we've never seen him play, but he still has Jamar Chase that he's going to be throwing the ball to, so that's going to lead to points. Drew Locke, I mean, we saw him come in and he didn't play that well, but still, just to see him come in and you know hit Noah Fant, he still has DK Metcalf to throw to, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith the Jigbo, right? I mean, Drew Locke, if he does end up being a starter, will probably get you some points. And Tyler Huntley, as we've seen for the past couple of years, if Lamar Jackson goes down, Tyler Huntley is good for fantasy football. So go ahead and start stashing all those guys. At running back, Jaleel McLaughlin, he needs to be added. As we talked about, Javante Williams picked up an injury, but Jaleel McLaughlin already played really well and has been getting more usage, even with Javante Williams healthy. He's definitely beat out Samaje Pirine at this point. He finished uh, Sunday with only 10 touches. But he still had over 100 yards and a touchdown, and he looked really, really good. So I think even with Javante Williams back, Jaleel McLaughlin will still have a role, even if it's you know a smaller role. Uh, and if Javante Williams continues to be unhealthy like he has been this career, then you're talking about a guy who you're probably going to be able to put in your lineup pretty frequently. He looked pretty good. I'm not throwing too much at him just because we don't know the severity of the Javante Williams injury. But if you could get him for maybe 5 10%, you know, not too much, 5 10% sounds good. If Chuba Hubbard's available, you've got to add him now as he just out outperformed, outcarried uh, Miles Sanders. I don't know how often that's going to happen. I know Miles Sanders was nursing an injury, but still, Chuba Hubbard is going to get utilized if Miles Sanders gets hurt and seems to be utilized even with Miles Sanders. And uh, they had five targets last week between the two of them, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. So if it's just Hubbard, we're talking about five receptions a game at minimum for him, which is pretty, pretty good. So Chuba Hubbard needs to be rostered. Ty J Spears, as we talk about every week, his snap share is really good. I don't, I don't really know about it too much. I mean, Derrick Henry is just so good. And I also don't really think that Ty J Spears is going to be that great if Derrick Henry goes down. I do think that the other running backs there would get some more usage and Ty J Spears would continue to be utilized exactly like he is, but still worth picking up, not throwing much fab his way. But still, if someone dropped Elijah Mitchell this week, you've got to pick Elijah Mitchell up. That's an easy one. Right. He missed this week, so he might have been dropped, um, but he needs to be rostered. Plain and simple, he needs to be rostered because if Christian McCaffrey does miss time, Elijah Mitchell will be great. So if he was dropped, pick him up. Take Bigsby needs to be added. Obviously, he's the handcuff to Travis Etienne. Keaton Mitchell, this is a deeper one. Keaton Mitchell needs to be added as he's eligible to return off IR this week. And the Ravens running back core is just looking not great. There's no one as explosive as Keaton Mitchell in the backfield. So I do think that Keaton Mitchell can earn himself a role. Go ahead and pick him up. He's extremely speedy and electric. If Jeff Wilson is available in your league, he's returning off IR this week more than likely. Go ahead and pick him up. Uh, We're going to see a rotation here. I still do think he's the odd man out. I do still think it's A-Chain and Mostert before Jeff Wilson. As we saw last year, Mostert got more carries than Jeff Wilson. Mostert was utilized more than Jeff Wilson. Mostert did better than Jeff Wilson. So I don't really see Jeff Wilson earning that big of a role upon return. But if Mostert gets hurt like he has in the past, or God forbid A-Chain gets hurt, then Jeff Wilson's going to be a really good running back to own. So go ahead and pick him up. Ronnie Rivers. We're watching Kyron Williams perform extremely well with a underwhelming athletic profile, to say the least. It's a really good scheme and fit for running backs. So if uh, Kyron Williams does go down, 
I expect Roddy Rivers to produce very similarly, get you those touchdowns, get you that volume, and play decent. He's been playing decent with his limited opportunities already, so I'm picking up Ronnie Rivers. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, as we talked about with the Rico Dowdle injury, I do think Deuce Vaughn needs to be rostered. Uh, Malik Davis was, you know, just dropped down the depth chart. I don't think that team really believes in him. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to get the chance if Rico Dowdle misses time. Pierre Strong led the Browns in rushing last week and looked pretty good as Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt both didn't look great. Both didn't have a ton of yardage. Pierre Strong did. Granted, it was in the fourth quarter that he got most of his work when the game was already over. Uh, but still, Pierre Strong needs to be rostered because if Kareem Hunt if Kareem Hunt gets hurt, he'll have some opportunities. If Jerome Ford gets hurt, he'll have some opportunities. Tons of potential there for Pierre Strong. Cordero Patterson, he didn't get much usage in this London game, but still he played his first game. And when I saw him at training camp, he was utilized a lot. I think it's possible that he was he's just going to be slowly worked in before having a role. But I will say this about Cordero Patterson. He's going to be awesome. Right, If Bijan or Tyler Algier go down, he's going to get a ton of carries and work, and he is hyper-efficient. I think he's going to catch some passes as well, so I'm rostering Cordero Patterson in my in my deeper leagues uh, in case something happens. You know, he'll, He will be, be able to be started, to be completely honest, if injuries happen. Sprout, my bunny just went crazy. He tried to jump on the bookshelf and fell. <laughs> and finally, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette needs to be rostered. He's going to get signed at some point, and I guarantee he'll be signed into a good situation. I think that Leonard Fournette is going to go to a contender and will have a very good role when he gets signed. So I'm holding on to Leonard Fournette, picking him up where I can. The signing is going to happen one day, and it's going to be nice. A wide receiver. You've got to pick up Michael Wilson. He just had two touchdowns off of seven receptions since seven targets brought them all in. Looked really, really good. Continues to look good. He's looked good all season. We've talked about him all week or all season. Now you've got to spend up on Fab. I mean, I'm throwing 10 his way, maybe maybe another 5 to 10. Uh, but because I don't think he's going to have another two-touchdown type of game, I think that this was more of a game script thing. You know, the 49ers leaving Michael Wilson over, worrying about Marquise Brown and, R- and Rondell Moore. But still, Michael Wilson looked phenomenal, to be completely honest. So I do want him on my team. Uh, because, I mean, they're going to be in game scripts like this a lot, right? Michael Wilson's startable in some of these deeper leagues for sure. Josh Downs continues to get utilized. Anthony Richardson is looking his way, and I think that'll continue. That'll grow as Anthony Richardson gets better and as Josh Downs gets better. You need to go ahead and pick him up. Trey Palmer, if Mike Evans misses some time, is going to see an increase in usage and probably performance as well. I like taking some speculative ads on Trey Palmer right now, Uh, even with them on the bye week. Uh, you can just roster him for this week and see what happens when he returns from the bye. Wandale Robinson, as I've said, he's continuously getting a ton of targets for this team, looking like the featured wide receiver and honestly looking pretty good. So I'm throwing 5% Wandale Robinson's way and I'm sending out some trade offers because he's extremely attainable right now and I don't think he should be. Curtis Samuel, I see a lot of people adding. I don't know if I'm doing it. We saw this last year where he had some games where he randomly popped off and everyone was like, oh, you've got to start Curtis Samuel. He's the new Devo Samuel. I don't think that's the case. I think he just has games like this. And I don't really want to roster a player like Curtis Samuel where you're never, ever, ever going to start him and he just sits there on the bench. There's so much more upside out there than him. I'm not doing it. Same case with Alan Lazard. I know he got the touchdown, but that's it. He got the touchdown. 
That's not going to happen every time. He only had three targets. I'm not betting on the Jets' second-string wide receiver with Zach Wilson throwing the ball. Just not doing it. Someone else can pick up Alan Lazard. Jackson Smith and Jigba, if he's dropped, you need to pick him up. I know we already talked about that, but just keep your eye out. If somebody drops Jackson Smith and Jigba this week, go ahead and pick him up. Braxton Berrios needs to be rostered as well as he continues to show that he's earned a role on this Dolphins team and is the wide receiver three and probably will continue to be the wide receiver three even when River Craycraft returns. If Tyreek Hill, if Jalen Waddle gets hurt, if Durham Smythe even gets hurt, right? Braxton Berrios is going to see even more targets. He's getting the special teams usage as well as if you're, if you're in a league where you get points for that. Braxton Berrios 100% needs to be rostered. Jonathan Mingo. As we talked about yesterday, Terrace Marshall continuously get, is getting a lot of targets with Jonathan Mingo missing time. But when Jonathan Mingo returns, those targets are going to go right back to Jonathan Mingo. He had eight targets one game and then five targets before leaving with a concussion, was on pace for 10 targets. That's the type of usage that Jonathan Mingo is going to get. So you can get Jonathan Mingo for free on your waivers this week, but make sure he doesn't go past it. Go get Jonathan Mingo. Um, and John Mechie. They are ramping him up, and I think it's going to take an injury for him to be utilized. But Robert Woods is old and has an injury history. So I think if Robert Woods goes down, that's going to be John Mechie, and he will be good. I think he will. He was pretty good in college, second-round draft capital. Just going to take a little bit of time since he didn't play football last year. But still, he's being ramped up, and if an injury happens, he's going to get a lot of volume. He really will. And this Texans offense with C.J. Stroud right now looks great, and you might as well have a receiver on it. So pick up John, John, uh, John Mechie for free as well. And in your deeper leagues, Darius Davis and Ronnie Bell. Um, none of them you're ever really going to start. This is probably more of a dynasty thing. But Darius Davis, especially in your special team scoring leagues, has the special teams usage, but is also being utilized out of the backfield for some carries and had more targets than Quinn and or more receptions than Quinn and Johnston on Sunday. Um, it's a gadget role for sure, but you might as well stash Darius Davis and see how it continues to grow. And Ronnie Bell, Ronnie Bell, he got a touchdown two weeks ago. Not much usage this week with Jawan Jennings out, but still, you want a piece of this 49ers offense. And as these people continuously get injured, Debo Samuel, maybe Christian McCaffrey, maybe George Kittle, maybe Brandon Ayuk again, Ronnie Bell is going to have some times where he's startable. Um, and in your dynasty leagues, I think, you know, a couple years from now, we're going to be looking at him as a staple in this offense. So I'm going ahead and getting into the Ronnie Bell business. And at tight end. Johnny Smith is proving he needs to be rostered. He's leading the team in receiving yards right now, very close to leading the team in targets after having zero targets and receptions in week one. So he's been phenomenal the past three weeks, and I really don't see that changing. He's open, and Desmond Ritter clearly likes him. So go pick up Johnny Smith. If Luke Musgrave was dropped because of this concussion, you can pick him up. He was looking really good. And in single tight end leagues, a lot of people don't have patience for this type of thing. So I'm picking him up if someone has already cut bait. Tyler Conklin continuously looks like Zach Wilson's favorite target outside of Garrett Wilson. I would much rather start Tyler Conklin, for example, over Alan Lazard. So I'm picking up Tyler Conklin uh, in my tight end leagues if I'm a tight end needy guy. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got to get Tyler Conklin. Darnell Washington, I'm not picking up. I'm not worrying about it. I'm going to let someone else do it. You're never actually going to be able to start him, and he's not going to get that many targets. Don't worry about Darnell Washington. Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods needs to be rostered. He's returning from IR this week. You've got to do it. Go ahead and pick him up, and I am going as far in a few leagues as starting Jelani Woods this week. 
I think it's going to be electric upon his return. I think Anthony Richardson is going to love Jelani Woods. We see him target these tight ends frequently. We see Shane Steichen scheming these tight ends open with some very, very creative route design. I think that that's going to be awesome for Jelani Woods. And I really do see him averaging five, six targets a game, which is going to be special with that kind of athleticism on this offense that is looking to score a lot of points. Pick up Jelani Woods. Listen to me. Please, please, please get Jelani Woods. And then a few others, you've got to get Luke Schoonmaker in your deeper leagues. I really, I know Jake Ferguson's playing well, but if an injury happens, it's going to be Schoonmaker. He's already got a touchdown this season. He had three targets last week. We see this role continue to grow, and he's got really good athleticism. That's why the Cowboys drafted him so high. I'm stashing Luke Schoonmaker in my two tight ends, my tight end premium, and of course my dynasty leagues. You've got to get Schoonmaker. And Albert O, Albert O, he's got the athleticism, right? If anything happens to Dallas Goddard, I think he would slot in to be the receiving tight end. Might as well see what happens. This is a stash. This is an extremely deep stash, but still he's hyper-athletic and we've loved him in the past. And now he's on the Eagles. So I don't know. Go pick up Albert O maybe. 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 <laughs> and Trey McBride also as Zach Ertz continuously gets fed, but is old and has an injury history. At some point, Zach Ertz is going to get hurt. And Trey McBride's going to step into a huge, huge, huge role and target uh so go ahead and get Zach Ertz. And finally, Jamison Williams, if he's available, you've got to pick him up. He's my number one ad of this week. If Jamison Williams is available, you've got to throw at least 10% his way, especially with the suspension ending. People are going to be clamoring for him. You've got to get Jamison Williams if he's available. That's my waiver rundown, guys. A little bit of a waiver rundown. I hope I helped you guys out. Let's check the chat here for some questions. All right. It is definitely grind time in the non-fab leagues. This is true. You've got to go ahead and just figure out your stashes and get early and lucky. Um, doo -doo -doo. T. Higgins hasn't been the same since he killed a player on the field. This is true, right? He was the one who hit. Um, why is the name escaping me? Why is, the, why is his name escaping me? The Buffalo Bills safety. His name is escaping me. Doesn't matter. T. Higgins was the one who hit him. Uh, anyway, yeah, he hasn't looked the same. This is the same case with Cam Akers as well. If you remember, he hit Buda Baker in the playoff uh, game on the return from his Achilles when he was looking electric. And he trucked him. Buda Baker had to be carted away. Cam Akers hasn't looked the same since. There is a mental part of this game. There is a mental part. of DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin's the safety. I don't know why that took me so long. And I promise I did look at the chat. I promise. It says new comments for me. I'm at the top. It hit me. It did hit me. Uh, yeah, Musgrave is definitely tight end. You need to keep your eye on. If he's dropped, you've got to pick him up. <laughs> Big time Timmy Jim, the guy who beat me with Matt Breida. He did offer me Matt Breida for 2025 third. I didn't care. I honestly didn't think Matt Breida would do it. I honestly thought Matt Breida would just get eight points or whatever, if that. But it is what it is. I think it's fun, right? I don't want to do that. I want to win fair and square. You had Matt Breida in your lineup. I'm not trying to trade for him to take him out, right? That felt dirty to me. I'm not doing it. I'm playing the game. If I lose to Matt Breida, I lose to Matt Breida. And that's what happened. I lost to Matt Breida. Great game, big time, Timmy Jim. That was fun. Um, good morning. I need some help. You have Allen, CD, DK, Christian Watson, Sutton, Godwin, Nico, Gabe Davis, all your running backs as well. Should you trade Walker and Sutton for Joe Mixon and Terry? No, you should hold on to Kenneth Walker and Portland Sutton in that canary, in that, um, in that situation. Um 
Should you ride this bye week out and hope Barkley and Walker get me through the rest of the season? Yes. Yes, you should. Ty got a trade offer. Brian Robinson for 2024 second. Uh, you get a second or you get Brian Robinson. I think I am on the Brian Robinson. I mean, either way, this is fine. I think a second for Brian Robinson is, well, actually, I don't know. Brian Robinson is playing really well. So I'm going to take Brian Robinson here. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Should you drop Charbonnet or Algier for Justice Hill? No. No, no, I, I, you don't really want Justice Hill. I know he's got the athleticism and a lot of people here are touting him. I'm not on it. I'm not really worried about Jonathan, Justice Hill. I think Keaton Mitchell's going to earn a bigger role than he will. And there's still Gus Edwards and there's still Lamar. I'm not really worried about um, Justice Hill. And why are people talking about Washington? Did Logan get injured or what? No. And that's kind of the thing. I don't, I don't really get it. I think Darnell Washington will be fine, but I'm not picking him up. I'm not actually, I don't even think he'll be fine. I think Maybe at best he's a DFS like showdown captain mode for a primetime game. You throw him in there on the hopes he gets a touchdown. But you don't put him into your fantasy football lineups. Uh, and a couple more here on the Instagram, and then we're going to move. Well, say goodbye. Say goodbye, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Somebody asked, should I trade for Deon- Should I trade DeAndre Swift for Cooper Cup? If you need wide receiver, yeah, I do think Cooper Cup's going to come in and play extremely well, Salty Smith. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. So I'd be able to get him for, honestly, a cheap price. I think you've got to do it. Uh, and is it time to move on from Ramondre Stevenson? Probably not because you can't get a good return for him. You've just got to ride it out at this point. You're kind of stuck with Ramondre Stevenson, in my opinion. In my opinion. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine, at least getting you a nice floor at some point. But this offense definitely has a lot of issues they need to work out, this team in general. But it was a bad game against the Cowboys. I'm never going to fault the team for having a bad game against the Cowboys. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was another great episode of wake and take and you guys were a fun audience yet again i hope to see you all tomorrow on this youtube channel on the facebook on the instagram i'm jason this was wake and take have a terrific tuesday and rest of your week peace 